Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Actually, not welcome back. I, I'm thinking like I'm about to finish the show. When actually, we're just <laughs> starting. We're just starting the show. Happy Hello. Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome. Hello, to everybody. It's Nelly and Selena's. Welcome. Charlie Baby. Charlie Baby. Okay. And Charlie. Welcome. We actually, okay. So before we, as you can see, we were already like all hyped up. Uh, there has been a lot of changes. I actually decided to work on the show today. Today I started working on the show. So there's going to be a little, some little changes on the actual Spotify list and everything else. Okay. Uh, I tried to do everything on Anchor and Spotify, but I couldn't. So they only allow me on Spotify. So I did change the name of the, of, of the podcast. It is no longer Charlie's Bunker. No longer Charlie's Bunker. What? It's not. It's not Charlie's Bunker anymore. It's not. Oh my God! I yeah. got promoted. You've been promoted. You've been promoted. Oh now, the name, the new name of the show, it's the Charlie and Nelly Baby Show. That's the new name. <gasps> yes, yes. I don't know if you if you saw that. It is the Charlie and Nelly Baby Show. So. Tonight, I know you made it official on Facebook. Yes, officially. Welcome to the Charlie and Nelly Baby Show. How's it going, Nelly Baby? Oh, and also I'm adding uh, I'm adding uh, sound effect because last week she was giving me a, a ton of that air, so now I actually have some some you know something to fill up for you know when she gives me that air. It's okay. I'll sing some bitty bitty bomb bombs in the back since I got new ammo. <laughs> 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 all right that was actually pretty good are you having an emo moment yeah i did actually i did actually because you know you're changing my name call me selena's we're not gonna no we are not going to tell you the story behind that so whoever's wondering <laughs> if you guys want to hear the backside story and and literally the backside story about that name <laughs> we could talk about it in the next episode. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. Okay, we are not gonna talk maybe about. Could, maybe we could get a special guest. No, we're not. We're not gonna. No, no, we're not. We are not getting a special guest for that. Okay, all right. Well, let's get on with the show. How about that? Sure. All right. So the first topic. Okay, it's listen. If you are from Chicago. Or I don't know if you do it in anybody else where in the Midwest because it literally gets very cold and sometimes the snow just becomes too much. Okay, so if you live in Chicago, they have this special thing they do. Okay, and I, when I first arrived in Chicago and I saw this, I was like, okay, so I guess they're having a, uh, I don't know, a sale or they just they here in the United States they're kind of weird. They like to throw their garbage out on the street. But if you're from Chicago, you know that when you when there's a big snowstorm and you are getting, you're getting out at 5 o'clock in the morning and you need to shovel your space out so you can get your car out, you know that spot is yours. Okay? So, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you're from the south side. Give me a yeah. little bit more. Well, those that know that are from Chicago know that it's a tradition here in, in the Chicago area that if you clean your space, your parking space, darn it, I'm going to put my baby stroller on it and save my spot. Yeah, so they actually... Which means, mm -hmm. go ahead. don't steal my damn baby stroller because that's my baby stroller and I'm going to punch out your tires. That's good. 
So it's called dips, okay? So you actually get dips here in Chicago. You clean your spot. And usually the idea behind it was if you're close to your house, right, you pretty much shovel your car out of, the, out of that parking spot, and then you reserve your spot, okay? The problem here is that sometimes there is nowhere to park after that, okay? Because everybody mm -hmm. has their stuff, like their, their stroller. I literally seen stroller. We're going to get into that in a little bit. They put, <laughs> they put plants. They put strollers. They put chairs. They put, I've seen sofas. I've seen a bunch of other stuff to save that, okay, to save their spot. And no cr crates. Yeah, yeah, and and it's crazy because, like I said, there are no spots. So then, over th what the weekend here in mm -hmm. Chicago, an elderman decided to do something about it. Okay, and he got forty complaints from that area saying, like, "Hey, man, listen, this is too much. Okay, we are uh, we don't want this anymore." And what he did was that he literally grabbed nine tro uh, trucks, loaded all them things up, and threw it out. So now the parking spaces were free game. So today's segment, this actual segment, is do you think, do you think that was right? Do you think that he has the right to change the tradition of many years here in Chicago? Or do you think it was fair game and he should start doing it? The anti-dibs, are you in favor are you against? Let's start the debate. Nelly Baby, tell me, favor or against? I am against. You're against what? I'm, well, I'm from Pilsen area back in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, where, like, literally, like, we went through all these major snowstorms back in, what, what was it, uh, 2010 was the last biggest one we had? 11. And then... Was it 2011? Yeah, that's when, um, okay, side note, okay, in 2011, it was really cold and we had a tremendous snowstorm. Now, anybody who's in Chicago and um, around the Midwest, they'll know what I'm talking about. So the first thing they said, right, this is, this is the city of Chicago, they said, listen, it's going to be bad, it's going to be pretty bad. So the last thing you want to do, it's going to Lakeshore Drive, because Lakeshore Drive literally is next to the lake, okay, so it's, it's very windy, very cold. And they said, nope, this is the drivers. They said, nope, I'm going to get home. So what do they do? They get into Lakeshore Drive. So what happens is that they got, they got stuck for, I think, three days, if I'm not mistaken. They were freezing in there because the water, because it was too windy, it splashed all over Lakeshore Drive, and the snow was not getting clean because there was no resources. So they got stuck there. And I blame it on them. Ha, 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 dummies. But... That was I remember that it was in 2011. That's why I said it was it was it was the biggest one because of the dumb people that got stuck in Lakeshore Drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that time. Well, I am against this uh, anti dibs because I've come from a line of generations of if you shovel, if there's a sh uh, crap load of snow, and I made hard work of cleaning my space. I'm going to be damn skippy. I'm going to put your mama on the, the sofa and your, ma your, your mama on that lazy boy outside to hold my spot. Yeah, but I don't think it's fair. I think they should not allow it. I, I've always said that. Okay. I've always said that. They should not allow this. 
Because, yeah, I give you the fact that you are cleaning the, the, that, that spot, right? I get it. Thank you for your contribution. You are going to get a medal for, for, you know, for participation because, you know, that's what they want nowadays. But, but that's public property. Anybody and their mama can park there. It doesn't matter okay. if it snowed. It doesn't matter if it rained. It doesn't matter if it's sunny outside and it's, and it's sunny. That parking spot is, is public property. So you can shovel all you want. Heck, you don't even have to shovel it. But you cannot reserve it because what if I'm going to go there and there's no parking space? Then I'm going to be like a dummy going around for three hours until, until somebody decides to get out of that parking spot and doesn't, and doesn't decide to put anything else to save it. No, no, no. That thing has to go. I, I agree with the elderman 100% because that is not private property. You want private property? Get a, get a garage. Get a garage. I'm just saying. So you're gonna join the bunch of hipsters with no new age that want to take anything that doesn't belong to them? Uh, no, it doesn't belong to anyone. It doesn't belong to anyone. That is probably that it doesn't is public. matter. What do well, mean it doesn't then if matter? it doesn't belong to anybody, you go ahead and go into my space. Uh huh. And if something happens to your car, it wasn't. But why would you damage the car? That is public property. Just because you clean it doesn't mean you own it. It's public property. Don't matter. It was my work. I did it in my spot. I cleaned it. It's tradition. It's a, tra a tradition in Chicago that if it, you clean the spot, it's yours. No, it doesn't matter if it's a tradition. So there are some traditions that need to be stopped. Okay? They just need to stop because they're not beneficial. This is one of them. Okay? Yeah, they are. No, they're not. No, they're not, they're not yeah, beneficial. They no, they're not beneficial. Okay? There's some, there's some traditions that are not beneficial. And you know that. Or do you know that? Well, this one, I don't care. Oh, well, okay. It, it, anyway, I don't even have a damn car. But if I did, <laughs> you better follow and leave my stuff alone because guess what? I'm your car is gonna be missing some tires. Again, why would you damage somebody's somebody's private property because somebody else got angry because they took their spot? And and that and that's crazy because I've actually seen people fighting for it because of this thing. It's in, it's insane. That's it's okay. insane. It's not you okay. You want to take my spot? Then I take your tires, which means I have a right to take it because I want to. Just like you wanted to take that spot. No, that's not how it works. No, I no, 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 no. I got four new tires. You got four new tires? No, no, it's it, <laughs> no, it's not. Again, it's 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 not beneficial because let's say, for example, if the city wants to clean the street, right? So here's the thing. And this is this is the way I see it, okay? You don't have you don't have to shovel it. You do not have to shovel it. The city can provide something to clean the street. You can call trucks, could call private trucks, and they can just clean the street, right? The entire street. Uh yeah, but have you seen them work? No, Those no, no, no. Trucks literally clean the street, but all that snow that they're doing on the street is going onto my sidewalk. Okay, so now we're having an issue about the sidewalk. What do you think the the snow is gonna go when they shovel the the, the snow into the sidewalk? And that, and most of the time when they're doing the cleaning, it's only the middle of the street, not the actual spots where cars can park. You're not, that was actually covering all that snow over it. That was going to be my next point. Okay, so the city here has an ordinance that says that uh, after two inches of snow, 
you, there's you cannot park on Main Street, right? For from I think it's uh, six o'clock or four or something like that. From six to nine or something like that. It's it's early in the morning, and some people actually do park their cars and they move their cars so they you know they don't get stuck, right? Or they don't get a ticket because they usually get a ticket. But some don't move their cars. So how can they clean the street if they don't move their cars? So they want to they, 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 they wanna have this tradition about the dibs. They want to do the work themselves, right? Save the spot. But if the city can provide or the elderman can provide the tools for them to clean the street, the only thing you need to do is get up a little bit earlier and move your car. That's all you need to do. That's all it needs to be done. So I, I don't agree with the whole dibs thing. I never liked it. I never, I never did. And I do drive. So... For some odd reason, you got disconnected again. Are you moving something? I am not moving anything. It might be that cord you have. Why? Because your your audio goes out. It's um. I let me see. Hold on. Let me see where I'm connected on the internet. Obviously, obviously, I'm gonna have to go into this and then and then um. And then, no, it is, it is my signal. Huh, let me, all right. So let's continue. I'll, I'll, del I'll edit this later, minute 15. Yeah, so, um, so where are we? Uh, you said the alderman or. Oh yeah, so the alderman. The timing of park, of parking space and then snow plows covering the the parking spaces and people not move. You're already getting up early anyways to shovel. Might as well get up early to move your car. I'm just saying. True. I'm just saying. So there you go. I fixed the problem. Bingo. But like I said, I don't have a car and I don't care. But if I had dibs, <laughs> <laughs> don't touch my crap. And by crap, I mean my kid's stroller. Which, is, which he's already eight years old and I'm not using anymore. <laughs> so according to Nelly Baby's knowledge, she doesn't drive. Okay. She doesn't get up early. There's no skin of her back, but she doesn't want you to move her stroller, which I don't know why it will be there in the first place because you don't even drive or you're not even shoveling, but you don't want them to take your stroller. Bruh. Come no. on. Come I on. Put my groceries in, I put my groceries in that thing. Jesus. Bruh. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> people are from the hood know what it is if you have an extra stroller that is grocery stroller that's okay listen uh you can use that stroller to carry your 15 year old daughter there with your with her soccer shoes and the wedding dress or the uh, no, the cotillion dress Heck yeah you can and use you that put her boyfriend on there too you can put the boyfriend on the on the lap of the of the girl listen you can do anything oh and by the way the boyfriend will do this that's right. I'll be that happy boyfriend. He's gonna be. He's a. He's the one that's gonna be going like this. Bye, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, if you if you want to avoid the city to throw away your stuff, just move your cars. And maybe you could argue. Listen, yeah, it's not that simple because in some part of the city you cannot move your car because of S Y and C. I get that. I get that. That's okay. I understand that. But we got to let the city actually do their work. There's going to be a way or a solution for the city to do their work. Because you're not paying all those taxes.
because, I mean, you're paying the elderman to throw away your stuff to begin with. So let him do something to, you know, fix this problem. Because, again, every I year... I guess, but can you tell the alderman to get the city uh, streets and sand to start cleaning up the city, period? Because they don't wait till three or four days once the snow is already covered and you're, like, knee-deep of snow. Uh, you know what? That, I think that's one of the... Okay, I, I'll give you that one. I'll, I'll say you're right on that one because lately, the last couple of years, you know, um, I've noticed that... Every, that's every city uh, here by around Chicago. I'm not talking about just Chicago, mm-hmm. but every suburb outside of Chicago that's around the 30, you know, mile radius. They, for some odd reason, they decided not to clean when it's snowing. And what ticks me off sometimes, and I'll be and I'll be honest with you, does tick me off a little bit, that you see this this private owned trucks that they have the the plower, and they don't mm-hmm. plow. I'm like, dude, you're literally going on the same street, just just. And it's gonna keep snowing. Just, just plow a little bit. Just, just plow on your way out. Like I'm just saying. Hell no, you ain't paying me by the hour. Again, that's another thing. It's, it's, it's you. You are behind the plow, right? So you're doing yourself a favor. It's you who's doing yourself a favor, not doing me a favor. It's you. Clean your way. If, if I happen to be behind you, at that time, then I'll be very grateful. Let's just say that. All right. How about no? Okay. Oh, hell I'm losing no. money. Okay, so this will be him. Oh, hell no. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's pretty much they do. But the city doesn't clean either. So the, the city doesn't clean. Yeah, because I know people from the city that literally I heard, and they told me themselves, I'm not going out there to clean. I'm going to wait till like, the snow is fully done snowing. Like, it's done. And, and then I'll go and work. Yeah. That's, and that, it's, well... I don't own a house, so that's the reason why I don't own a house because I don't have to shovel. And so you don't... want the landlord to do it for you? Heck yeah, that's what I pay or... him rent for. <laughs> Listen, I pay rent, and I want him to do the work. If I wanted to do the work, well, you're then paying I guess... apartment fees for it, so of course I don't pay apartment fees for that. That is true. That is true. Hold that thought. Enemy spotted. See, you can you cannot go against me. Because if you were in my position, you'll probably do the same thing. You're demanding. You're, you know, you I'm dem- not a hipster or I don't live in the suburbs. So, yeah, that's all you. Why are you bullying me? Why are you bullying me? Oh, I I'm didn't know you didn't I'm not believe a in the word bully. I don't believe in bully, but, but, but why are you uh, bullying me? Did you me? get sensitive over the time? <laughs> yeah, fotos y recuerdos. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Don't don't get don't get booty hurt, Selena. I am not getting booty hurt. Whatever. <laughs> I got wasted. I'm, I'm gonna really appreciate the person who really gave me all the ammo to give me. You dinner. know what? Whatever. You and him can <laughs> can do whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so um, will this change? I don't think so. Those 40 complaints no. that they had, uh, I don't think it's nothing compared to the complaints that he's going to have. Those are just 40 did. Karens. Yeah, 40. I, I'll give you that. That's what happens when you gentrify it. There you go, you gentrifiers. That's what you get. Now, the elder man should come up with a better solution. I'll give you that. A, a better solution for him to fix this problem because this is not going to go away. And the city itself, they, the city itself, they're just uh, a little bit more corrupted, a little crooked. 
you know, um, because they're charging up for everything. I can't even get a beer because they charge me like an arm and a leg for me to drink. They charge for the obviously the the product. Then they charge for mm-hmm. a tax for the liquor. Then they charge a tax for the city. Then they charge a tax for the state. Then they charge a tax for air. Then they charge a tax because I'm walking. Like everything, they charge in the tax for everything. So yeah, it's more more. It's You're cheaper. getting taxed for breathing right now. Yeah, there. It's it's actually cheaper to come to the suburbs and just drink. <laughs> so I'm going to jail. Now that I said that, they gotta be looking for me. So. <laughs> with that being said Mr. like don't let the brown people move into the suburbs shut up charlie i know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much how how yeah yeah that's <laughs> uh, yeah if there's gentrification here they're gonna be like oh he brought we're the crime charlie we're gonna boycott charlie yep he brought the crime with him and i'll be like hey that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, come my people, join me over here. Anyways, I think that he should actually do something to actually fix the problem. I think more more plowing trucks would be the you know the usual solution. We need more uh, cleaning crews, people who actually want to do their job and work. Yeah, not only wanting to get forty dollars an hour just to sit in a tow truck or in a garbage truck or in a san- sanitizer truck. Um, cause if, if that's the case, I would be a freaking streets and sand person. I could sit on my butt all day and get 40 bucks an hour. I have no problem on that. Ooh, that, that's Nelly baby going against the system. I won't do what you tell me. Right. You ain't gonna tell me what to do. do. Yeah. Well, how about if we close this segment right now? And then, you know, since we're talking about corruption and everything else, you know, because, you know, everyday conversation among us, you know, the little people in, here in Chicago, why don't we go to some music and then we come back and, and get to our next our next topic? How about that? Sure. All right, then. All right, my people, don't forget to continue playing, uh, holding your, your dibs and your spots <laughs> and don't forget to put your baby stroller and don't forget your lazy boy with grandma in it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> when you said the, the, don't forget to be holding your dips, I think you said dabs. <laughs> we're not gonna explain. We're not gonna explain what that is. Okay, we're gonna go play some music <laughs> and we'll come back. And we're back, guys. Um, yeah. So you know, like we said in the uh, previous topic, you know, since we're talking about already uh, corruption in the city and you know things how they go. In the city. When the lights go down in the city. City. There have been some issues here in the city of Chicago. Um, As the majority of you know, uh, officers are pretty much retiring left and right. And with the whole mandate thing for officers, they're against it. They want to get vaccinated. So they're quitting themselves, and they're not able to fill up those spots. You know, like everybody else here in, I guess, the United States or, you know, whoever works. It's just hard to get employed, good employment these days, right? But, but the issue here is that they're having a quota on the amount of arrests they need to do. And they're blaming their leadership, all right? So, uh-huh. Nelly Baby, tell me, what do you think about what's going on in our city of Chicago and our police officers? 
Mm, well, basically, if you look at it, um, they did announce that uh, CPD, Chicago Public, um, Chicago, I'm thinking about the... Schools. You were going to say schools. Chicago you were Police say schools. Department um, is reassessing 320, that's a lot, um, Chicago officers in push for more arrests and hiring slowdown, which means if you figure not everyone from the numbers before, how it was before, um, back in the day... Um, people were very proud to be police officers and to to be training as police officers. And now, um, with all corruption going on from from the past previous years, it's not really people are not in favor of people being police officers. It's in it's very dangerous. Um, people are against police officers now, and because of that, people that are recruiting people that want to recruit into you know um, uh, CPD. Uh, schools and trainings, their numbers have gone down, which means there's not a lot of uh, officers now in the field, which means what's going on? You have all these baby uh, boomers, um, you know, older generation, like you said, retiring, which means less people in the force. And then who's left? You now have the small numbers that are working outside on the streets and then you have the the officers that are administrative and are basically all in the police stations paper pushing okay we're back because you know nelly baby froze there three times you know because i was on a roll and i was being very informative and you had to suck it up you had to no no it's no what happened was is that as as nelly baby was giving her rant this is what happened this is what happened so they caught her, and they said, you know, you can't say that. So apparently we don't know what she said because she got cut off three times. I swear to God, just listen to the blooper at the end of the episode. It's hilarious. Okay, so you can see how she got stopped three times. Anyways, going back to the show and the topic, the thing is the thing is this, okay? I remember when Laurie got elected, and I think I've said this before, and no disrespect to anyone. I'm not saying this to be disrespectful, okay? Um, I'm just saying this because they were so happy that Lori, because she's, um, I'm going to say lesbian, right? Lesbian? She's lesbian? Or, or gay? Yes. They call her gay at that moment. She is part of the LBGTQ. Yeah. But no, but, but the quote was that they were so happy because she was, she was the first major to be gay or lesbian. Okay. So then I started thinking, okay, I don't know why they have to add that. Right. Fine, inclusion, all good and dandy. The problem is this. I actually do not care what you think you are. Honestly, I don't. To me, you're still a human being, and I'm going to... And I've said this many times before. No disrespect. The problem here is how able or how is it that you're going to do your job, okay? That's where I'm concerned about, okay? So then the pandemic started, right? And she started doing a great job. You know, with the pandemic, she did. She made the right calls with with Prisker, and that was all good and dandy. I was I was Team Lori all the way until she started messing up. Okay, and that's where everything started falling down. Um, with the riots, she didn't handle it really well. I don't, in my in my opinion, she didn't handle it really well. Uh, I think that when she started um, deploying the um, the police officer officers, mainly in the city of Chicago and, and she raised the bridges and then every chaos, everything else was chaotic around the city, but not not downtown. You started seeing how much she cared about that group, that particular part of town. And I get it. It's all good and dandy. 
again, anybody can make mistakes. You know, you're 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 under a lot of pressure. It was a it's a very difficult time. And then one started coming after another. One thing happening after another. And now you're you're you as a, as the mayor, Lori, she has the police officers against her. She has the city against her. And now nobody respects her. And the whole thing with, you know, again, the 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 kid who got shot by the cop in uh, last year or the year before then, and now the officer who got shot in Englewood, that's where you actually saw that Laurie lost the, the, the police force, okay? When, she, when they told her not to go to the hospital, and when she arrived to the hospital, they gave her, her, they, they gave her them, their backs, right? That's not a good sign. When your, your only department of security for your city gives you their back, that, that is not a good sign. And I think that the problem here with this issue, it's the leadership, okay? Uh, even Brown, who was assigned, that's the, the, the number uno, number uno officer in the city, he's, he's the leader, he's actually, he's actually not doing a good job either, and they're complaining about it. Now, you have, again, you're being pushed to take the vaccine. You don't want it. You're not being protected. You're, you're siding with, with the, I don't want to say criminals, but with the people who are not doing things so good in society. And that speaks slow because you're not, you're not giving the police officer the support they need. So now we see the issue where you, as mayor, you're not getting people to fill those spaces that other people who now do not like you because they don't think you're doing a good job, they're leaving. So now you're pretty much losing your 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 security force. So what do you do? The damage has been done. How are you going to fill those positions up? So the only thing I can think of is one, either she quits or two, she starts backing them up again. What do you think, Nelly Baby? Well, like I recently said in my rant earlier, so you have less people joining the force and you have these baby boomers now retiring, what's happening is those um, non-boomers and not-too-young um, officers, which is basically people like us, that are paper pushers, that her and the uh, superintendent are kicking out back onto the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't have that much numbers to protect the city and you can actually see how how the the i think in my opinion now i don't have the numbers this is just a personal opinion of what i have observed that the number the number of crimes are increasing okay here in the city and it's 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 really bad because i i know that a lot of people have their feelings about cops um i know that there has to be a reform where cops can actually be taken care of too because they're human beings and they're risking their lives. And again, I'm not in favor of the cops, but I'm not against them either. I'm in the middle ground. I'll be honest with you. I'm in the middle ground. I understand that there are some cops who could be racist. I'm not saying they're all racist, but there's some could be racist and they're, they're the bad apples that are messing up the other ones. But now we're also actually going against the good apples and now the good apples are like, nope, I didn't sign, for the, I didn't sign up for this. And now they're actually leaving as well. So now the, mm -hmm. the academy is not producing enough new cadets to actually go into the force. And now even if they are, there's nobody to actually teach them right. So now there's a cycle that's going on, in my opinion, that's going on that the, the, the top, it's not taken care of. And unfortunately, it's not the only place. Anywhere with the new management nowadays, it's doing the same thing. 
they're having the new employees coming into with the old employees and you don't you don't actually um, I'm, I'm what's the word I'm looking for you don't appreciate the old employees enough so now they're leaving now you're leaving all these spots mm-hmm. and the new ones that are coming in aren't they don't know how to do the job and everything is going down the toilet because nobody's there to actually take care of it and that's a problem that is a big problem that is a huge problem yeah, especially when, when you have these older people that, well, middle-aged people who are already used to and custom of pushing, you know, paperwork, and now now they go have to go back on the streets. Yeah. You got to figure, that's a lot of training that has been missed, and they're rusty, and they probably don't know, you know, the updates and the changes and the new guidelines as much as these no, new officers that are working the streets. Yeah. So this is why all these incidents occur where, you know, you have police officers that accidentally shoot somebody in a CTA because, you know, maybe the person is special needs and they don't know how to react to people that are special needs and they're trying to enforce the law. And what happens? They allegedly or accidentally shoot this person for refusing arrest. Now, according to the, uh, and that's a good point, actually. And and we, we, I want to go back to to what we're saying when it comes to the leadership, and because I agree with that. But according to the uh, the Chicago Sun Times, the article on CPD resigning 320 officers and push for more arrest, um, there was another article before this one, and they quoted here as well that says that the the officers who actually gave the interview said that Brown is not fit to serve as a city cop, and then Major Lori. What she said is, in quotes, she called them cowards for stepping out and, and, and announcing it. So you're not training them properly. You're having all these incidents, right, in the city, like you said, right? Uh, some officer just mm-hmm. blows off his gun and, oh, no, you, now you kill a, a minority. Oh, no, now it's racism, right? And the issue here is that once you're you're having all these problems, you as a leader of the city, you go and say, yeah, you guys are cowards because now you're you're a rat not us. You're a rat. You're a rat. You're a rat. And, it, and it's incredible. How can you go and say on public record that they're cowards? It's insane. You are not literally doing anything to your – you're not helping your case because now instead of uniting them, you're pretty much throwing them under the bus and insulting them. How, how are you going to fix that if you're if you're the one – the main one, who's supposed to keep them together, you're pretty much dividing them more. It's just insane. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And not only that, you're going to get punished. If you don't have enough arrest, if you don't meet the quota at the end of the month for the arrest of honor arrest, they're going to punish you and demote you. So not only you're not getting an incentive, you're getting insulted, you're not getting backup, you're not getting incentives, it's still going to punish you. How... Can somebody work under those conditions? Not baby. Also, did you notice that most did you read the part where um now with the mandate for vaccination, um, they're placing if the police officers that are not vaccinated or show proof of vaccination, they cited? get unpaid leave. See, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, I get the whole fact about the uh, the non vaccinated, okay? I get that. Okay, you don't want to get vaccinated. And we covered this many times before. That's fine. 
because I'd rather you being on the streets taking care of somebody who is, is committing a crime than you being at home, not getting paid, and crime still going on. Um, again, I am not in favor of the police. I am not against the police. All I'm saying is that the situation right now, it's not for us to be giving them time off. I, I'm, you barely have enough to protect the streets, and now you're giving them time off? What is wrong with them? It's, it's insane. I don't understand it. I don't understand and it. What's messed up is it's unpaid. So you're not, you're not getting a wage at all. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. And, and then to top it off, the, the percentage that actually is vaccinated is only 65% in, that's working the force. And that's, that's crazy. Because now, um, obviously, with the new law that you don't actually can get out of, uh, out of jail without a bond, right? You just go and get mm -hmm. cited and then you, you walk out. Um, I'm not saying that crime has gone up. All I'm saying is that now, even if they go and arrest them, they're going to go walk out. So what's the, what's the purpose of them just getting arrested? I know that was, I cannot say that to Lori. That was a Prisker move. I, I disagree with that one too. But, um, what, what, then what's the point? So you're sacrificing your life for more arrest with less work. I mean, more warm work, less help. You're getting punished. You're getting insulted. And then if you are not agreeing to that vaccine, which I against, I, I totally feel against that because they should get vaccinated. That's just my opinion. They don't have to do it. That's just my opinion. But if you are not getting vaccinated, please, please don't kick them out. We need them. We need them to protect the streets. What's wrong with you? I'm just saying. I am just saying. Did you leave again? Are you still there? I'm here. Are you, are you here? Yeah, but you keep on zoning out. Mm, interesting. I, I don't know what's going on. It just keeps saying on my uh, on my screen, it keeps saying that it's uh it's a low connection of internet. Like it's not it's not connecting properly. And mine's connected. I've been checking it. And then when I look at your profile, the the little bars, it uh -huh. goes from yellow to red to white. Hmm, interesting. Am I connected? No. Yeah. Well, let's just let's just close it so we can uh, go to the next one. We already got 18 minutes. We're going to take out about five. So, or anything else you want to say before I close it? No. Oh, well, basically, the only good wait, wait, part no, no, don't about say it, don't say it, don't what's say it. going on. Not yet. With... Not yet. Not yet. So, let me, let me bring it back because I have to... Give myself the, the the timeline so I can know where to cut it when I when I um when I edit it. Okay, so in three, two, one, go. You you froze again. You did freeze again. Yeah. I have froze again. I can I see. I'm literally when you talk, I can't hear you. So you can't hear me either. It's just, it's crazy. Well, anyways, um, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? No, you can't hear me? No, I didn't hear you. Yeah, okay, so. All right, let's finish it. Um, in three, two, one, go. 
Well, the only thing like I I give a positive to what you know the the superintendent and um the mayor are doing that not only are they taking out these people from just basically um doing paperwork in police stations, they're now um making a new department which is um it's a uh, for fire for fire emergency police as well as you know the police station. They made a new uh, department management, which is new office at pu public safety administrative. So that way, every, anybody that that's under all of those um those departments now has administrative support, and the people that were already police officers, because you got to figure all these people have the same training. Why aren't they using it? True, and I think that. The, the the training they're getting it's a, it's a uh, I guess a little outdated I don't know that's just me throwing a, a theory uh, it's not working for the times um, I don't know uh, we did cover with uh, Sylvia we did a, actually um, a podcast in Spanish about the police officer when when George Floyd died and and we actually went into detail of how the psychology behind you know the, the police officers and and, and their structure. Because she works with mm -hmm. with with them, not directly, but she does have more interaction than I do with with police officers and whatnot, and she give a really good detailed explanation of how it needs to be reformed. Right, there needs to be new changes, and that I I a hundred percent agree with that. There needs to be changes. There needs to be reformed. Uh, they need to get better help, and it's it's that's all great, but the problem here is if there is n not a good leader at the top, it won't happen. It will not happen. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there is not a good leader on the top. On both levels, Lori and, and Brown. And that's pretty much the, the hand we're dealing with. So I guess we have to wait until the, the elections and get her out of office because it's too mm -hmm. late by now. It, the damage has been done. I don't, I honestly, this is the first time I actually do not know if there is a good solution for this because it, it's just, it's just bad. And there are some people that are calling Chicago the new Detroit, which is really even worse because, you know, <laughs> it's a nice city. Chicago is a great city. It's just that it's 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 just a shame. You know, I don't know what it would be, but it's corruption has gotten worse over after all these years. And it just needs to be taken care of. And we need fresh blood. I agree. FBI, open up! And there you go. They're looking for you one more time. <laughs> You're against That's why you keep on freezing. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, guys, we're going to close this segment right now, and we're going to go play some more music, and we'll come back after this. All right, guys, we're back for the last topic of tonight's show. Uh, we're actually going to talk about a serious topic this time, so we're not going to be making any jokes or anything else. So we are actually discussing something that is very delicate. Uh, we actually have talked about it before, so I do recommend that if you have not heard this episode, this segment on the show, go look for a talk with Sylvia Avila on antidepressants. That was on season one, episode five. You should be able to hear it. It, it was very educational. So the reason why I'm saying that is because we are not therapists. We're not psychologists or psychiatrists. But we do get affected by by this kinds of news, so therefore, um, we would like to give that disclosure. And and it's a serious topic, so please, if you have somebody who's going through this, the next topic we're going to talk about, 
please, 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 please share this information so they can know that they're not alone. So, Nelly Baby, the floor is yours. What's going on? Tell us. What's the next topic? Um, just recently on January 30th, um, they had discovered um, this young lady, Miss USA 2019, Miss Chesley Christ. Um, she was Miss USA. And what's, what's crazy is that she was one of uh, two or three in a group that were honored as um, queens uh, for Miss America, Miss Teen USA, and Miss Universe as being the first F um, Black women all at the same time to hold a crown. So, mind you, that's a lot to uphold, you know, a lot of pressure in the community, but Miss Chesley Christ um, was found at her New York home um, on January 30th. She died from suicide, which is very traumatic because she jumped from the 60th story building of her apartment in New York around 7.15 a.m. Um sad story because she mind you was a very beautiful young woman just 30 years old um and a lot of people describe her as she was very caring loving laughed a lot was a sunshine uh, a shining star she was actually an extra correspondent um so she was having she was starting off her career in entertainment so she had a lot coming on for her um, and she was also an up-and-coming uh, attorney who had, you know, who was starting her career just recently, and she ended up committing suicide. Nobody really has an exact information on why, um, or if she, you know, there's anything behind this the suicide um, attempt, or shall I say, the suicide that. You know behind it so yeah it was a kind of a, of a surprise in the community not only the you know the crowning community but also you know entertainment um of her passing so again nobody knows the outcome of why she did it because you know like they like to say it or like you you usually say masking is was very she masked a lot of emotions. So they don't understand why she committed suicide. Yeah, and it's a shame because um, she, it sounds like she... I honestly, I never heard her name before, to be honest with you, before before this happened. Um, I've actually had people close to me who had committed suicide. And the um, the first reaction is, 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 is shocking, right? Uh, you can't believe it. It's it seems like a really bad joke, and you know you you go to the denial stage first of all, and then it just hits you, no right? And unfortunately, the first question that pops into your head is why, you know they had and and according to what I've experienced, it's 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 why right why they did it? They had everything ahead of them. They had all their future of uh you know ahead of them. They were successful in this and that and and. Actually, uh, one person that we had in mutual common, uh, Nelly Baby, and I, and she, he actually worked with us in, in one of the skits of the show. You can find it on, on YouTube. This person 
actually committed suicide. And he was an amazing person. He was always cheery and happy. He uh, he, he was a musician. He, he was very successful in what he was doing. He was an MMA fighter. And people that know him in common, you know who I'm talking about. I'm, I'm going to save the name for, you know, for privacy and respect to the family. But when I found out about this, I was devastated. I said, listen, he had everything ahead of him, and he just decided to to do this. And you cannot judge a person for actually committing suicide. You, the first thing is, is, is why? What pushes somebody to, to do that? And the article that I read about Ms. Former USA, uh, it says, depression and anxiety do not discriminate. Um, I'm going to say a little bit more that, uh, and, and again, according to what we talked to Sylvia, it's, it's, it's more than that, right? It's a little more complex, right? Mm-hmm. It's not only about depression and anxiety. It's, it's the way they, they sell it to us. I don't know why they sell it that way, but it's the way they sell it to us. But I think it's a little bit more than that, right? There could be many reasons why a person commits suicide. It's not only about depression. It could be any other, any other psychological problems, in my perspective, in my opinion, like for example, if you're if you're bipolar and and you know it's not because you're depressed, it's because you have bipolar, you're bipolar, or schizophrenia or any other condition. So I, I want to get that out of the bat, right? It's, it's not always about depression. It's not always anxiety. Okay, and we did cover that mm-hmm. in in the segment. That's why a lot of the things that I'm gonna say, I refer to that to that part of the segment. So I really I really encourage you guys to go and listen to that because it's really informative. Okay, but masking it. It's a really strong. It's a really strong thing, right? When we're actually masking emotions, and I think that's one of the reasons why we covered it last week. We didn't know it was actually very coincidental because we didn't know, and, and we talked about this last week with the whole, you know, the uh, suppressing the emotions doesn't make you strong. And I did mention that at that moment that if you got you got to fix it, you got to change it, right? So this is the reason why we we have to actually learn how to do this because again. We don't know what the person's feeling. We don't know what they're going through, right? And unfortunately, mm-hmm. on this side of the coin, when we find these things out, we feel so impotent because we we think that we could help these people, but in reality, we can't because it's all in it's all in in, in it's all how they feel. It's all it's all in in, in their emotions. And unfortunately, yeah. when this happens, we feel defeated. But it wasn't our it wasn't our fight to begin with. So it doesn't matter what kind of of, of uh, advice we give them, because again, we we're not therapists. Not everybody goes to study psychology in school, and we don't become therapists to help everybody. But we do our best, right? And sometimes we don't mm-hmm. see the signs. So I guess that I, I, I'm going to ask you, since again, this is this one of your topic. What do you think the signs are? What do you think we have to look for? Um. Well, they state that most of most of the women or men that face a lot of depression um, and anxiety, you know, is um, basically just a lot of hands, arm shaking, um, quivering. Um, you also have people that are constantly smiling for just to cover it up on how they truly feel. Um, uh, what are some other ones? Um, laughing, smiling. Um, when you ask them what's going on, and they just basically tell you nothing's really going on. I'm having a great day, but in 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 life, and truly, they're literally crying inside. Just they just don't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. I think that suppressing the the emotions are it's 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 the number one. 
Nothing wears you more than actually suppressing emotions and suppressing the feelings. It wears you to the core, okay? And again, we're not saying that this is what happened to her because we don't know exactly what happened to her. Nobody knows what happened to her. And I guess that's one of the reasons, again, of, of why this feels so bad because when this act happens, we never know why they do it, okay? And again, there might be signs. Like in this case, she had everything. She had money. She had a career. She was beautiful. She, she had everything ahead of her. But what will push her? I, we don't know. We don't know. We don't and, know. We don't know what the actual cause of it. But maybe it was it the pressure of holding the crown that, or the pressure of the her not holding that crown anymore. Um, the pressure of her, you know, uh, is she actually doing the standards of net of beauty in 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 social media? Um, is it weight? Because you know, social media and people and on social media can really cut you up to the point where you you are starting to doubt yourself and and this is how you know body dysmorphia occurs and people are always looking at their their faces and and bodies to see how they could could you know enhance and make it themselves look better so people are pleased to actually look at them while they're on you know on their their tablets or on their phones or their vices or what the heck you know People could be cruel, and 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 it hurts. Words can hurt, like we said before. Words can hurt. I'm like, so you don't know. Did this affect her being, you know, on social media or on TV, and she was having issues with appearances or how she looked? Because it, it could be affected. It could have been affecting her too. Yeah, and the one of the things that I was thinking about right now, listening to you, it's the fact that, um, and I mentioned this before in the show several times, that. It's all the reflection, right? It's the way you see things, and and I think that's that's one of the one of the factors why people are pushed to this because it's your reality, what you're seeing. Uh, for example, in your case, you said that social media, body dysmorphia, and that that's great because those are two good points. Unfortunately, I actually don't fall into that category because I really don't care about social media. Yes, I do spend a lot of time on social media, but it's because I, I like to just laugh at the memes and you know the videos and you know because of boxing, I'm seeing videos on how to do certain things and whatnot. But I really don't care about anything else that is not memes or, or educational videos. My problem is on the other side of the coin, where I get detached so much from people that I become alone at some point, right? And many years ago, before I, 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 I did admit in the show that I did have to go to therapy for this because it, it, it was killing me in the inside. It was really wearing me down. That whole loneliness, it really wears you down. So in one point you want acceptance, in the other point you want you want solitude, but you become so lonely that you want you want to be included in something, but you can't because you're really detached because you really don't you know you don't want to hang around with people, and and it just becomes such a struggle. So I guess the the common factor here is the internal struggle, and that's why in the show I, I really focus more when I when I talk about how you gotta how. People, not how how you have to, but how people should actually learn mechanisms to actually accept themselves. Because I think that's one of the things that really, really kills us a lot. And that's across the board. Everybody who's anybody will actually have something so terribly wrong in in their point of view against against each other. Well, against the person, your person, your ego, what they call it in psychology, or yourself, that sometimes it's just too much to override. And it becomes extremely hard. 
So I think that when I was talking about it last week about fixing it, because again, I did say last week that it sounds very condescending and very rude, but that's exactly what I mean. You got to you gotta study yourself like I did, or I studied myself. I should put myself in the term. I studied myself, and I knew there were some things I couldn't do on my own. So I have to go and seek help. And we did talk about it with Sylvia too. And one of the things is, yeah, it's, it's you seek help because you might need a lot of help. You might need only psychiatry, therapy. You might need techniques. You might need some other ways or tools so you can actually go through, go through all of this and, and succeed because you're the only one that knows what you're going through. And this is the result when you can, when you cannot. And it's just, it's just a very hard, touchy subject because you are honestly, anything you say could be misinterpreted to something negative. And that can actually push more to actually do the do the act when you honestly just want are worried and you want to seek help. And that's I, I guess yeah. the question to you is, um, how do you feel when when people are actually trying to give you a good advice, but they're really is they seem more like pushy. How do you how do you how will you deal with that if somebody if something happens like that? Like they they really want to they're really caring for you, but they seem pushy. What would you say to those people? Mm, I don't know, cause I, I I I I tend to shut myself out more when somebody is pushy. Um, I sit there and listen to what they say, but it, sometimes I just lock myself out where I don't know how I don't I don't know how to respond or respond to that action that they're trying to help me and and be pushy I just lock myself like mentally and emotionally I just lock myself I, I I don't know how to respond yeah and I mean that's would you see that as a negative like uh, how my can action you, yeah I mean if somebody acts like like that right I'm not saying you've been in particular but if somebody takes that same route that you do and let's say they're not as strong as character as you are wouldn't that be counterproductive? Because you're pretty much bottling everything inside, which can make you and push I do that. you. Okay, so which can make you push you to the edge. So the idea here is how to help people, you know, before they get to the edge. Because there's always signs. And I don't remember exactly right now. And again, that's, I'm saying it one more time. Go check out the episode because we cover this. We cover all of this. But the signs are there. We're just not familiar with them, so we cannot identify them. So I guess the the idea here will be learn the signs. What do you think? Learn the signs. Um, I could have looked up to see what were the what were the signs, but but you have to look out. Like sometimes I I don't know. I'm the type of person that can read somebody who can literally you can tell when somebody's not feeling that well or you see that they're a bit down. I've noticed a couple of people lately that have not been their usual selves. And I tend to reach out and I know my limit. So when I, when I ask, are you okay? I'm like, um, I hate to say it, but you're not your chirpy self. Um, and they'll just give me a look where like they, they don't want to talk about it. So I, I, all I have to do is extend the hand and say, if you need to talk about it, you know, you have my number, you know, you could always reach out, text me if you want, if you don't want to talk, 
Um, but and and as long as I get the okay, thank you, I leave it at that. Yeah, but I I I feel that if they don't want to talk, I think that's when they do need to talk. And and again, that's a a really fine line because if they if they really need to talk but they don't want to talk, then then that could be something that is dangerous because they might be thinking about it, but they don't want to talk because they already made up their mind. But the only thing they can do it's to actually talk. It's really complex. It's really complex because uh, there's a moment where where they just. The hopelessness, the the worthlessness, all that starts getting into that pot, and and it's just it just it makes it seems more clearly to do it. That's that's one of the things when you have that that sentiment and you have that idea when you put everything into what you think it's the perspective, it just makes it clear, and then there's just something just waiting for something to convince you. To go another day without without doing it, without without actually causing the act, and and at those moments, it's when you as a friend or anyone could yeah you can go ahead and call the the hotline, or you can go in and keep him support and and you know stay at least for the night, or whatever it needs to be done, but the person that's going through it, it's the one that actually has to decide whether whether they wanna whether they wanna do it or not. And it takes a really, a really amount of energy and determination to actually get to that that battle independently in your head, right? And then when you actually succeed the next day and you see that the attack of the previous night was a succeed, right? Because you, you won that battle, the next thing that comes into your head is tonight I'm gonna do it all over again. And he wears you out. So that's that's when when I think that talking and fixing and doing something about it, it's more productive than just actually uh, uh, listening or venting. Um, I don't know. It's just that's that's a topic that I, it's really touchy for me as a person. Like mm-hmm. I said, I've had several people that in my life that have committed suicide. So to me, that's just like eh, something I I really wanna. I really don't like talking about it. I know it must be necessary to talk about it, but it's something that's just is just not not in my interest to say. And I guess that's one of the reasons why I think the way I, I, I do by you know saying fix it, fix it, fix it. Because I really do not want to have another person that I know or someone else, like for example in this case, to to hear or read that they actually ended their life so so young because of, of something that it could have been avoided. And I learned recently that the only person that could change it is you. And it's hard because, again, this, the internal struggle, it's the one that wears you out the most. The reason to continue yeah. living, it's the one that wears you out the most. And it's hard. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. So I do have the, so- the warning signs. I, did, I was able to find them. And one of them is talking about wanting to die or to kill oneself. So that's one sign. So if somebody's talking about wanting to die or killing themselves, that that's a that's a very a very big red flag. Those are soft flags, red flags. Yep. Looking for a way to kill oneself. Mm, that's another one. 
But I guess that's when it comes into the internal struggle, right? The, the mental. Uh, talking about feeling hopeless or having no purpose. That's, that again, that internal struggle. That's what you're telling yourself in, inside your head. Uh, talking about feeling trapped or being in unbearable pain. Talking about being a burden to others. That That one... That one, I think it's the one that chips the most because I think that's what's confirming that you are not you are not here to serve a purpose. Like you, you think that or the person thinks that they're more of a problem than anything else. And that wears you out a lot. So increasing the use of alcohol or drugs, acting anxious, agitated or reckless. Sleeping too little or too much, withdrawing or feeling isolated, showing rage or talking about seeking revenge, and displaying extreme mood swings. Uh, those are the signs of, of suicide. If anybody who you know is going through some of these, please, please, please uh, help them out by either calling the, uh, the line or just staying there with them for a night or whatever you can do. Because like I said last week, uh, even though we, the person, or in particular us in general, feel we're not needed or we're not important, remember that you are a glue that holds everything together. And one of the things that it said in the article is that they don't imagine a world without her because she was so essential to that group of people. And I read in one mm -hmm. book one time, I read in a book one time that even though, oh, I read, I read this in a book and it's a funny story. Because there was a kid named Pablo. I'm gonna call I'm gonna call them Pablo, Pedro, Jose, and whatever. Okay, so there was a kid named Pablo, and Pablo wanted to be like Pedro, right? And Pedro wanted to be like Jose. And Jose wanted to be like Javier, right? Because everybody had their idol. And then Javier wanted to be like the first person. So that's that's pretty much how you see how you impact impact people in through your daily life. And you may think that you don't, but in reality there's always somebody looking at you and admiring you for afar. So I, that's one of the things that I always have in my head, and I think that it could be true or not, but it does help with the self-doubt. What do you think, Nelly, baby? Well, you basically summed it up. <laughs> no, this is your topic. And I had to take over it. Right? No, you basically uh, summed it up. So, so yeah, else? basically everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to add? Uh, well, if anybody is having any of those emotions that Charlie did describe, please don't be afraid to ask out. Like we said before in previous episodes, don't ask, don't be afraid to ask for help. Reach out. If, if it is, if it, the number is too long for you to remember, which I will be sh showing it out right now or saying it is call 911 if you have to or 311. They also help you there. Um, but the National Suicide Prevention number is 1-800-273, again, 1-800-273-8255. So you can call them or you can text TALK and they'll reach out to you as soon as possible. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, and when if you want to actually text to someone, you, you got to text TALK. So the number is 741-741. Okay, and also the the disastrous ah disaster disastrous helpline one eight hundred nine eight five five nine nine zero. 
So those are the, uh, the the three numbers that we can actually provide for you in case you have someone or yourself are going through this issue. And just remember that that you matter. You matter to a lot of people. You are a nucleus and you are creating something new. All right? So don't give up. All right, my friend? You want to say goodbye and close your segment? All right, guys. Reach out. Say, you know, ask for help. And, you know, if you need anybody to talk to, um, you could always reach out to Charlie and I on our Facebook page. And just if you want to have a, you know, send a, a message through Messenger, we'll be more than gladly to talk out to you guys. Reach out and just say hi. Even if it says hello, you you could always reach out and say hello. And of course, we'll always reply. Yep. And again, I second that. Uh, please reach out. If we can be of service, we'd be more than happy to. This has been another, well, the first episode of the Charlie and Nelly Baby Show. Thank you very much for listening to us. And we'll we'll actually talk to you next week. For Valentine's Day special, that's gonna be a big fight. All right. Are you are you gonna be Valentine or anti-Valentine? <sighs> you know what? I've I've always been anti-Valentine's. I always have been. <laughs> I I I'll be honest with you guys. I don't usually celebrate a lot of. Well, actually, I don't celebrate any holiday. To be honest with you, I don't celebrate any holidays. I don't even celebrate my birthday. Somebody actually has to celebrate my birthday so I can that celebrate my birthday. No, no, no. Lie. I said somebody has to celebrate my birthday so I can celebrate my birthday. You know. And now we will tell you this next week because it, it, there's a funny story about cupcakes and, and Nelly Baby. But, but, uh, I'm anti, anti-Valentine's and I know my wife doesn't listen to this, so <laughs> jokes on her. So, um, yeah, I'm against it. And we have some pretty cool topics for next week. Fight, well, fight. I'm a sucker for romance, depending on if it's the right person. Yeah. So. so I can't wait for the next episode because I'm coming for some alcohol. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next week, <laughs> take care. Thanks for listening, guys. And don't forget to follow all social medias for Charlie and Nelly Baby Show. Go check us out on Facebook. Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, um, YouTube, which I'm trying to get Charlie to post more. And any other social media I'm forgetting? Instagram? Yeah. And I guess Snapchat at one point. I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right, guys. I cannot leave without pressing this sound effect. I got. I have to press the sound effect because I'm a big fan. It's over 9,000! All right, with that being said, see you next week. Bye. Bye. So what's the next best? You got cut off again in the third minute. Okay, I'll wait until you come back. In the meantime, I'll keep playing with this because she was actually in a, on a roll. Out oh. onto the floors or on the streets. So the problem here... The problem That's here. a lot of change going on uh, on the streets. That means these old school officers don't want change. They're used to doing their nine to five, getting away with it, getting overtime if they can, and wasting more money. That is true. 
And unfortunately, I only heard like 25% of what you said. But it looked like you were going into a really good point. Because you cut off yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in three, two, one. Okay, well, hold on. Repeat that one more. Review what you said one more time. In three, two, no. one. Unfortunately. Yeah. I literally repeated all that. And you want me to repeat it all over again? Yeah, you cut off again. You Are got, you sure you didn't get the audio? I did not get any audio. You look like Hitler giving a not speech. on my side? No. I hate you right now. Well, then just go ahead and uh, summarize it, I guess. <laughs> you froze again, didn't you? Of course you did. You did freeze again. I don't think you're not. I think the FBI Profile. Is, I think the FBI is listening to you. And they don't want you to say what you're saying. Because then you froze again. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my dick, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put this as a blooper. I swear to God, I'm gonna put that as a blooper. I'm gonna delete, I'm gonna cut it and I'm gonna put it as a blooper. Anyway, so okay, so the here the thing here is that 